0: You've tuned into localjobnetwork.com radio and you're listening to the LGN Radio Quad, where our radio hosts gather to share their thoughts, ideas and perspectives on all topics employment related. I'm Lynn Molitor and joining me in the quad today back from her conference in Colorado is Jacqueline Peterson. Hello, Tim Yuma. Hi everybody. And Ashley Fitzgerald. Hello. Spring has finally sprung in Wisconsin, and that means the start of the college graduation season across the country. A fun time to celebrate when all those years of studying result in a diploma, but then what is next? Jacqueline, you have these future job seekers' best interests in mind today.
1: Yes. I thought because, as you mentioned, Lynn, graduation is approaching, that there's going to be a lot of job seekers out in the market, and they are going to need some tips on how to be successful in their job search. Now, whether that means searching for jobs, applying to jobs, so I just wanted to kind of pick your brain and see if you guys had maybe one tip, maybe one good tip that you want to share with our listeners about what they should do in their job search, and then maybe one that they should maybe avoid. I think this is a good and timely topic.
2: So
0: should I start, gang?
2: I think you should. <laughs> Go for it,
0: because I have more than one. <laughs> but I'm only going to use one. So some favorite to-do tips. Yeah. Answer the pre-screening questions like you would any other, of any other question. Make it professional. That's good. Mm-hmm. Make it grammatically correct. I think a lot of times, and I think a lot of us can speak to this one, People think, you know, see resume. Ooh.
2: Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
0: Or that's a, a cop out. Yeah. Or just a few words, like, you know, not complete sentences.
1: Yeah. Definitely three to five sentences. I try to make it a paragraph.
0: Yeah. I mean, I don't, I do not think people should underestimate the importance of the pre screening question. Mm
1: hmm. I agree. I mean, the employer took time to really Mm -hmm. put together that question. It's important to them. So, you know, you have to consider that. And they're going to be reading those first before they even get to your resume. And sometimes, a lot of times, if those pre-screening questions aren't answered correctly, it goes right to the trash, unfortunately.
0: Mm -hmm. So that was my tip. That's a good one. All right. And avoiding doing this. If you're going to customize your cover letters, make sure that when you reference the company's name, make sure it matches the name of the company you're applying to. Oh, boy. Yeah. So this actually happened to me. It sounds couple... like you were speaking
2: from experience <laughs> <Yes>. there.
0: <laughs> this happened to me about four weeks ago where I'm reading the letter and I'm like, this is not the company I work for.
2: Mm. <laughs>
0: oh, yeah. But yes. um,
2: and so... that, that's probably a sign they were using like a, Template or Mm -hmm. they just copied their cover letter and forgot to edit out the... Yeah. Yeah. You should probably put a little more thought into that for all you listeners out there. Yeah. Right. Right.
0: So just something, it was, you know, an impression that I don't think anyone wants to make. So those would be mine that I'd like to toss in.
3: Good. Good. Actually, to go off of that, a to-do for me was to make sure to customize your resume. Because a lot of times, what we'll find is people are, you know, doing that and just copying and pasting and applying for multiple positions. But really, when it comes down to it, when you're applying for positions, you want to make sure that you are showing your, you know, excitement for the actual role that you're applying for. And so, you do want to be able to customize your resume for that specific role that you're applying for, whether it's in the cover letter, changing the employer name, but you also should really change your attributes to be in line with the position that you're applying for as well because not every, you know, marketing position is exactly the same, so you want to make sure that you're tailoring it to what's in the job description and where you can fit that specific role.
0: I think that's a good point too because some people have two majors. So yep. they may be applying for jobs, you know, that mm-hmm. fall under both of those majors, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. you wouldn't necessarily write the same resume and cover letter for for each. Yeah, yeah. exactly
3: my avoid doing this is cell phones. Leave them in your car. (laughs) Don't even put them in your purse or in your pocket. Just keep them away because uh, you never know if they're going to ring or vibrate or what have you during the interview. Um, But the same thing, you're also typically probably coming in a little bit early. Um, Fill out some uh, paperwork before the interview you don't want the employer seeing you playing around on your phone before the interview. I mean, you're there for a professional reason. And if you're doing it, you know, before the interview or have it on you during the interview, is that how you're going to be working as well for the employer? So my recommendation, don't even bring it with you into the building, into the interview. Keep it in your car. Or Mode of transportation. Remove <laughs> the temptation. Yeah.
0: That's
2: a good point. Uh, Jacqueline, I don't know if you were going to touch on the, the interview related one as a, as a do, possibly. No, go no? for it. All right. I'll mention <laughs> that one briefly. We were talking about before the quad here just that before you do head into an interview, make sure you've had practice interviewing. We call them oh, mock, yeah. mock interviews. Oh,
0: yeah.
2: Um, I think all of us in here have experienced sort of those rough interviews that individuals have had. Uh, we've done a show on LJN Radio and just getting into the habit of answering those questions, getting comfortable with yourself and how you're going to answer them. Uh, most, I think, all universities, at least when you're attending that school, offer that up in like the career services. Um, I know when I attended, I attended a school. Anytime, if you're an alumni, you can go back there and utilize those services. So take advantage of that. Practice with family and friends, of course, is always something you can do. Um, and along those lines, I always say too. Take advantage of everyone in your network, and that includes your family, friends, might be professors. I mean, people are willing to help. Just get get it out there that what you're looking for and and make sure that everyone knows because, you know, your aunt, so-and-so might know somebody in that field and they can get you that opportunity, get in front of somebody specifically. So I guess those are kind of two do's, but we were talking like about the mock one. interview one, so I wanted to make sure we touched on that. I like <laughs> that Good, good. Yeah. Practice. Uh, and then along the same lines... Um, I would say just don't limit yourself so much to thinking, well, this is the job I'm going to have or this is the position I'm going to take because look, you're just entering into this field. Uh, You have to be a lot more flexible with it. Understand you're going to have to like learn that position. Uh, you know, you can't say, well, I'm going to be a marketing specialist and that's the only job I'm going to apply for because you're, you're probably going to be stuck. You're going to have to open yourself up to some things, be willing to learn, understand there's going to be some uncomfortable moments for yourself. But um, obviously you want it to fit your skills and what you're able to do, but don't box yourself into such a small area that you're not going to find that job that's really even out there for you. That's, that's a, a good, good point.
1: Tip. Yeah, that's a really good tip. Uh, mine are a little bit more not as broad scope, but one thing that is important to me, as Lynn had mentioned, we've been doing interviews a lot lately, is just invest in a nice button-up shirt and a nice pair of
2: slacks. Oh, that's a good one. For men and women.
1: Like you don't, you know, that yep. that goes for both genders. You want to make sure that you look professional. You want to make sure that your clothes fit you. Um, I know that it's it can be a little bit costly, um, but there are, you know, There's a lot of stores out there that have sales. There's a lot of – you can find a nice pair of slacks and a nice button-up shirt and just use that same outfit over and over, and nobody's going to know. But you want to make sure that you feel good in it. You want to make sure that it fits you. It wasn't something that maybe you bought when you were a freshman and now you're a senior graduating. Um, You just want to make sure that your clothes fit you and that you look polished because one thing that the employer is thinking, you know, they're already – thinking, okay, this is a person that's just graduated. I'm going to have to train them. That's, you know, that's already an investment that they're making. But if you come in on top of with with that in mind, and you're unpolished, your hair's not combed, your clothes don't fit. And yes, you might have just graduated, but that sort of plays a role in like, Ooh, I got a lot of work to do here. Mm-hmm. That's a
0: good point. So yeah you know there are some organizations too that um if you can't afford a right. new um business mm-hmm. attire um that you can go in the little um i think bottomless closet it's called yeah. in milwaukee yeah. okay. i think it's a national
1: chain yeah you organization know. Yeah. yeah so there are there, there are places are, and help. like i give all my clothes to goodwill mm-hmm. i do right and i i mean i shop at the mall i shop at what I would think would be decent stores. So, um, oh yeah, You can find. Yeah, you can find a simple button-up shirt, a pair of slacks, whatever it is. Uh, But definitely invest in that. It'll send the right message if you're a new grad because, again, that employer's already thinking, you know, I've got to train this person. So it just makes it a little bit easier on them that if you've got that part taken care of, that's that's good. Um, one thing to avoid: a lot of us have social media accounts, and I just wanted to hit on what our social media pages look like. And I would avoid any of those bad photos. I know Tim was just on our local TV station the other day, Fox Six, and um, you know, keep the photos that put you in a bad light. Those pictures of you doing a cake stand—maybe <laughs> take them off. <laughs> Probably not the best to have. You just want to make sure that you're putting your best foot forward. You want to make sure that whatever perception you're putting out there, that the employer is receiving it the way that you intend it to be received. And, I, Tim, you brought up a good point, too. Not everyone knows. Um, you, you think you can put a privacy up, but somehow it can still be accessed. Oh, yeah.
2: Yeah, especially if you're talking about Twitter. That's completely public, basically. And and no matter what you do, yeah, somebody can come across it because the Internet's sort of the wild west out there. So. Sure. So All that's right. my tip.
0: So Jacqueline, did you get a did Did we do all right on your topic? Yeah, end? I think I hope we. So. I think we have a lot of good think tips we, out there. I think for we them. covered the gamut. Yeah, absolutely. And I must say, thank you for the nice lead-in to Ashley's topic. on okay. yeah. Social oh. media oh. that is
3: perfect. <laughs> yes. Um, so you know whether it's new graduates or um, you've been working you know at s- place for a while you may start getting people asking you to befriend them on Facebook and or different social media pages. And so, wanted to just get um, overall feedback. You know, is this a good idea? Is this a bad idea? What have you done here at the Quad in the past when you do get a colleague asking you to be friends on Facebook or even your boss to be a friend on Facebook? Um, what are your general practices in these areas?
2: I, I've always pretty much seen Facebook as being personal and it's nothing... Personal against anyone that I would be working with. Um, ironically, this came up yesterday. An employee here recently left organization, and, and her first response is, "Hey, now we can be friends on Facebook." <laughs> like, All right, uh, and she did actually send out a request yesterday uh, evening. But um,
1: that's funny. You know, it's just
2: again, it's it's uh, it's nothing personal to those individuals, but I do tend to have that separation. And I have no problem talking. With individuals about personal and, and you know, um, things at the office specifically. But, you know, if, if it's a per professional thing, I see that as being LinkedIn and that's where I would encourage mm-hmm. people to do. Um, even on Facebook, if, if I actually know you, that's great. If it's a professional thing, I, I think I saw there was a suggestion in in that article um, talking about just refer them to LinkedIn and say, hey, I'd love to connect with you here. This is where I conduct, you know, the, the business side of things. Whereas Facebook. Whereas Friends, family—that that that sort of area—it just seems to be a good, easy, separate um, faction that you can make sure you have those kind of guidelines. And that's just from my point of view.
0: Yeah, I so I don't really have a lot to say here because, (laughs) as we've talked in the past in the quad, I remain faceless to this point. That is true. So that um, so that takes care of that, right? (laughs) So all of you, you don't have to worry about getting any kind of requests or invitations from me. (laughs) <laughs> so you don't have to worry about not, you know, responding. Not responding. <laughs> and um and then likewise but I know I do have family members who will um what is it through LinkedIn they'll ask me to join or the yeah, network to connect. To connect, with to connect. Um, yeah. yeah, see I don't even have the lingo. <laughs> um I won't even take – I don't accept them. I'll accept colleagues. That's funny. You know, because I'm like – again, it kind of gets to your point. It's like I got the personal and Facebook, you know, and I don't want to like, you Mm -hmm. know, money the water, so Mm -hmm. to speak, with, you know, professional. Well, that's how I kind of look at LinkedIn, even though I don't really use it. I'm (laughs) like that's a professional setting and I'll, you know – Connect with professional people, but you know, there's really no reason for family members to yeah to connect. <laughs> with people. Do they say anything when they when you don't accept? No, I mean, yeah, I don't know. Do they know that I don't accept? Yeah, yes. <laughs>
2: <laughs> they may not realize either though, for a either. while. Yeah,
0: I'm such a novice. I'm like <laughs> passing this topic on. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, listen, I, I'm faceless too. I do not have a Facebook account, and it, funny enough. Um, I've been asked. I've been sent re- uh, a friend request by a previous boss and I didn't accept it because I'm not on Facebook. <laughs> so you can get a request even no. though you're not on it? Oh no, I didn't know that I got the request but uh, <laughs> um, he came up and was like, how come he didn't accept my f- my Facebook request? And I was like, I'm not on Facebook.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so it was a different oh, so it was
1: yeah. else. Oh. Sent it to the wrong person. But then I thought it was funny because I was like, okay, so he's, and it was my, it was a previous boss. I'm like, so he sent me a Facebook request I didn't accept it. He thought that I got it. And then he like confronted me on it. So I was like, whoa, yeah, yeah, I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm not on Facebook, sorry. But Tim, I do like your point. I think it's nice to just kind of keep everything separate. I do have LinkedIn and I do connect with whoever invites me to connect with them. But I have to admit, I've never really asked anyone to <laughs> to link up or whatever it is. Um, <laughs> Twitter, I use, I'm use. i starting to get – I'm getting used to using Twitter, and then I'll just accept anyone. I mean, they just follow you, so it doesn't really
2: – Yeah, that's that's a little mm-hmm. more of an open yeah. sort of – So, yeah, I mean, that's probably got to be more careful. But I think, you know, kind of we could talked about with Facebook, you mentioned the idea of pictures or, you know, maybe you don't want everybody from your office to know what you're doing on the weekend. Not yeah. that it's necessarily a bad thing, right. but just, again – It's
1: just that
3: privacy. And, yeah,
2: yeah. yeah.
3: Well, I think a good point, too, in the article, there's a couple of um, points that I liked in um, saying, yes, have a separate Facebook. And if somebody does ask you, say, I'd rather have you, you know, I'll I'll connect with you on LinkedIn from a professional standpoint. Um, other people had mentioned, just in some additional comments, having a Business Facebook page or professional Facebook page, and then your own, you know, for your friends and family, uh, social Facebook page. Which that also makes a lot of sense too. It could. could I've I've
1: heard opposite reviews on that. Yeah, just to not do it, just to keep you just keep it separate, like. Because then you're sending the employer the wrong message, like, I'll only accept you on this particular page, but not Ah, this particular page, because this one I'm hiding stuff from you. (laughs) Then they want to know what they're hiding from you, or, you know, what you're hiding from them. So Mm -hmm. we have, we've actually done other quads, and Katie, our engineer, has done a specific, um, not a quad, but a a radio podcast on that particular topic. And they, and we've heard several people say you shouldn't have two separate Facebook, two separate LinkedIn, whatever, it should just be. one.
3: Yeah. The other thing I just wanted people to keep in mind, always remember the people you may have added in the past because you might forget. Mm. Um, <laughs> That's good. Like, oh. the, like the articles. Yes, exactly. So the article said they had befriended uh, a, a manager in the past, forgot that they were still friends with them, and then um, put out an inappropriate status <laughs> update. So you may want to go through, clean that up every once in a while, make sure that uh, you know who you're friends with.
0: At so that times? could
3: so potentially that could
0: also apply like if you had a peer and that you were like okay being friends with, right. but then you know, sometimes your peer becomes your manager. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So your work relationship changes. So you'd have to like go back and kind of clean up there too. Huh? Yeah.
2: Yeah, that could be tricky. Yeah. So That's another, a good point. Another though. good, good like reason it. to
0: keep I'll keep it separate. Right. LinkedIn. <laughs> yeah. Facebook. Sometimes I'm like, I don't I don't even like to text Friends slash coworkers, like on the weekend, you know. I, I mean, if I'm really close to them, mm-hmm. but you know, there's other people. It's like, oh, I should text them. I'm like, well, I can't do that. This is outside <laughs> of work hours, you know. And I only have their contact information right, because right. of a work, right? Of sure. a work thing. So I get all freaky about that. <laughs> Man, it's like it's not easy out there. It's such not.
1: etiquette, etiquette, etiquette. Oh.
0: I know. So okay. So let's move away from the social media arena. And Tim, you're gonna talk to us about honesty.
2: Well I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you all about honesty because oh. I, <laughs> I think I mean it, it can be He's a, just a tricky honest. thing. <laughs> <laughs> of course you always hear honesty is the best policy. Honesty is the best policy, right? That's where you you get real insight and information. Of course, it's not that clean and clear-cut, to, you know, especially when you're talking about the workplace. We like to all think that I can be honest with you about a, you know, a project because the idea of is it's it's not personal. Well, it, it, I mean, but also it, it is in a way because you're working out, you're doing the work. So are there times that it's good to censor the honesty a little bit, pull it back? Sometimes I think, um, you know, when, you, when you're hearing feedback from a manager, you're, you are getting that honesty and that's great. But when it's reverse, maybe the direct report wants to evaluate that um, individual that's above them, so to speak. That's not as necessarily well accepted, um, just as a as a culture in general. Or, of course, you're going to feel maybe a little uneasy if you might be "quote unquote" criticizing that person. Uh, I've just been seeing a lot of things about that lately, um, whether it be reading or, or on um, you know on the TV, on on the radio. Um, so, I just wanted to sort of get a little bit of your experience, insight into. Is there an appropriate time to pull back on that hardcore honesty or is it best to lay all your cards out on the table? Does it matter who you're speaking with or should it be just that open forum?
1: I like honesty is the best best (laughs) policy and that's how I live my life. However, I have been told numerous times that I'm unnecessarily honest (laughs) and I quote. Unnecessarily? Unnecessarily honest. Yes. So I struggle with that question, Tim, because I feel like In order for people to grow and evolve, they need to have honest feedback. They Mm -hmm. need to have information. I think it comes down to how you deliver it. Oh, that's what I had written down. (laughs) Uh, Sorry. (laughs) I didn't mean to steal your comment. I just. We can
2: dive deeper into it.
1: Yeah. I just feel like honesty is important so that people can grow, people can evolve, evolve, and that you can allow those individuals to make decisions for themselves. I feel like if you're lying or you're masking or you're trying to table certain things because you don't want to hurt their feeling. you're actually really only hurting them because they're not getting that chance to look in the mirror and reflect and say, okay well, what is it that I can do to improve my role here, my contributions, whatever it is? like give them that opportunity. But I think you have to be sensitive about it. And I mm. think you have to let them know, you know, here's some feedback for you. I don't want you to feel bad because you're doing a great job. It's just an area that you maybe need to tighten up on.
0: Yeah, I'd I'd agree with you there, Jacqueline. (laughs) Since my notes, my prep notes said delivery and attitude, I thought it's just how you deliver that message. I think um, one of the things I really struggled with you know, delivering the hard, honest message when I was a new manager. And I think what I ended up doing was, i who knows how I delivered the message, but it was like so convoluted that <laughs> I don't think the people really understood what I was saying because I was trying to couch it so much. Oh, yeah. And I think as with, you know, with time, I started to target the message to the individual. Mm. You know, so, you know, if a certain per person had a certain personality type, you know, I'd be honest, but I'd have to, you know, I didn't want him to totally be, you know, dejected by it. Right. Whereas there's other people that, you know, they could, you know, give me the time of day. I was like, yeah, what do you have to say? And so then that kind of bolstered my confidence. (laughs) and I got more blunt because I think that was the only way that they were going to hear that message. Hmm. So, um,
3: I think that's fair.
1: Mm
0: Yeah. You know, yeah. I had to learn. (laughs) I definitely had to learn.
3: I would agree. I definitely struggled with this one, too, because I think it depends on, um, Tim, kind of how you mentioned, who are you talking to and the type of personality or or that sort of thing. I think um, I, too, have learned along the way that there are different personalities and different ways that you want to approach. And some you can be extremely direct with and have that open honesty. And some you got to sugarcoat it a little bit. And um you know, help them along the process to understand what you're trying to get across. So I think it is it is a hard thing to decide when honesty is the best policy or if it's just more of a coaching opportunity to to teach somebody, um, you know, if you are having to sugarcoat it, if you will.
0: Yeah, because at the end of the day, we're all trying to help each other and we're right. all trying to achieve common goals of yeah. the organization. Mm-hmm. So. Right, right. So hopefully, does that help?
2: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Are you all being honest with me? Uh, no, I, I think it does. I think that's that's definitely true as far as how you deliver it being being so important. Uh, I mean, is there any time you, you think it's inappropriate to be honest at all? I mean, what if it is something personal? Maybe a, uh, and I'm not saying here, I'm not bringing up anybody here, but maybe it's a hygiene thing or um, something you did notice, like we, we've had a subject about you know bathrooms, seeing somebody not wash their hands, mm-hmm. stuff like that. Is there? I mean, does that matter in any case?
0: I I actually had a hygiene thing a long time ago. It wasn't here. I admit I ignored it, and then I got called out on it um, by someone higher up than me. Hmm. That they had an issue, and their t- and their division had an issue working with the person. So I um, I should have been more honest, and I should have nipped that one in the bud a lot earlier. Because then it just came out at a had a bad time, we had a bad implementation. It mm-hmm. just wasn't, I always remember all the bad stuff.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I was, when I was a newer manager, Tim, I had a situation where someone wasn't uh, following the dress code. Hmm. And it's hard when someone's not following the dress code, I think because if they're petite,
0: yeah. then
1: it's maybe not seen as offensive and you sort of let it slide. If they're not petite, Right. It can be seen as offensive. Sure. Right. And, uh, and you know, there needs to be a call to action. Well, this individual was not petite at all. And I was just uncomfortable saying, like, you know, you need to follow our dress code because things are, you know, not professional in how you're dressing. Uh and I and I didn't and finally it got brought to my attention and and I had to have that conversation and it went okay, but it was just embarrassing for me and I think it was embarrassing for her and it was just it was just awkward altogether. So um I think it's probably best in those situations when you're ha- when you have a new hire to enforce like this is our dress code. Right. Understand what it is. I will be following up and that way if you you know you can watch and then if you have to follow up it's you you know it's a policy. It's a policy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, you
0: can practice those conversations with, you know, peers yeah. or someone else because I've asked for help too. It's like I know I need to do this. I know I need to have this honest conversation and I don't know how. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Huh. All right, no, how good, was that? Good. I like it. Oh, we got a lot of stuff today. <laughs> um, so, all right, um, we're winding down, but we'll see if we have enough time to get through this. So, I thought uh, we could give some helpful hints to our listeners out there in terms of what are some of the things that we do here. At the local job network that if you were to take the idea out of, you know, to another workplace setting, what would be an idea that you would take along with you? Or maybe you have an idea now that you would like to propose for the local job network and you just haven't had that chance. So I thought we could, you know, free for all. If you don't have one, that's fine, because we're probably running long. <laughs> um, I can start, um, and we can talk about it. I really like how we have employee welcome signs here, mm-hmm. um, where we someone writes a, a sign or their their name on a on a big flip chart, and then we all sign their names, and it's put by the door, and people know that we're ready and we're welcoming them. Actually, when I saw that idea, I was like, I wish I would have seen that before. Because I would have leveraged that with uh, new team members hmm. uh, just to kind of make the welcome right um, better. Uh, you know, it was kind of like they all showed up and we all were sitting in our queues and we all said hi. But, you know, even just like a sign or just some something that said, you know hello, welcome, we're a friendly bunch. I think that kind of denotes friendly. The other thing I think that we do good here is we've got the first day planned out. Mm-hmm. So we are ready for the person. Mm-hmm. It's not like, oh, it's Monday and a new person's starting. What are we going to do with right. them? And I think a lot of us can can um, relate to some of those awkward first days of work. So
2: Yeah, I like that one.
3: Yeah. That's good. One of the things that I had done previously uh, with one of my sales positions was we uh, grouped together every morning before going out and doing our, our calls. And it was an outside sales position. And so every morning we got together at somebody's house and we would sometimes bring donuts or, you know, but got together on that. Well, when I started here, I guess I kind of forgot about that, and we and we didn't have it, you know, at our organization for quite a while. But then we did implement it, and I will say there was some pushback on it from, uh, you know, some of the different uh, team members. But. I love the morning meetings because I think it gives everybody, whether it's five minutes, 10 minutes, just to group together the team, you know, come up with your plan of action or talk about what's happening for the day. I think it gets people really motivated and ready to go for the day versus just kind of coming in and, oh, okay, let's start, you know, when I feel like starting. I mean, that's really your start of the day. So, you know, after that meeting, you're ready to work. I think that it's just a a good way to um, get the team no matter what kind of department or what you're working on, ready to go for the day.
0: That's interesting. I like stand-up
3: meetings too. Did you implement the stand-up here?
0: No. Oh.
3: I, and it wasn't even something that clicked. Oh, right. That we weren't yeah. doing it. But, <laughs> but then we did. I was like, oh, yeah, this is good.
2: <laughs> uh-huh.
3: Yeah, see, that's funny. Uh-huh.
2: I would say, it, and it's not just here by any means, but in other places, and it's probably selfishly in some aspects. But uh, I, I'm a very big proponent of flexible work environments, <laughs> and that can mean different um. things. That can mean completely different things, and we've done some some shows on that. It could mean um, whether it's an idea of, of compensation time, uh, you know, how you handle that or working from home, maybe it's a a one-day-a-week thing. Uh, Because there are actually a lot of statistics, depending on what type of job you have. Obviously, you may need to come in or not come in. There are a lot of statistics that show a number of people do better in sort of their own comfortable environment, whether it's at their home, or maybe they go to a library, or, or whatever it might be. So, I mean, I would just say, you know, it's just sort of an idea of getting ideas to listeners out there as well. I think it's something you definitely can explore. Now, obviously, Depending on how long your organization has been around or how large it is, you have different challenges, and you might have to look at that more on the department levels and that sort of thing. Um, but I do think with technology, with the way people, uh, you know, have busy lives, whether it be because of work or because of their home life, um, just being able to open that up a little bit, I think is, I think it's, it's something that is seen as a perk that doesn't necessarily cost you anything, and in the long run, it could actually help you bring in talent, keep talent, or just be more productive.
0: That's a good one. That Flexible a really good or one. variable time.
2: Yeah. I'm I mean, totally yeah. with you There are a lot that. of different ways to how that is implemented, so it's not oh, just yeah. one or the other.
1: Yeah, yeah. I like yeah. that. That's, yeah, a, good that's a good one. that's a good one. Mine's more of a tool. And Lynn, you introduced me to this tool. Our project management spreadsheets, like oh. those really help me stay organized because in running the communications department, we do have a lot of projects that we have to keep going. We do monthly webinars, we have a newsletter, we do podcasts, we have all these things going on. We do editing and it's nice to have everything in a project management spreadsheet that keeps um, me in line and in my direct reports who are managing the projects as well you know, what needs to be done and when's the uh, execution target date? When does it actually get completed? Who's it assigned to? Who's doing what? I love it. Like that is one thing that I will use forever.
0: Well, thank you, Jacqueline, because actually perfect way to end this, this segment. <laughs> I, um, I took that and modified it from where I came from.
3: Well there you go so, there you go. So, You've passed it on. Full right, full yeah. Circle. Full circle.
0: All right. Well, we've got a lot of ideas for people to noodle about, but it's time for us to continue our day outside of the studio, so our time is over. We want to hear from you listeners. Send a message to LJN Radio at localjobnetwork.com and give us some topics to discuss on the quad. Congratulations to the graduates out there and best of luck in your job search. If we can ever be of help in your quest for new employment, please do check out our complimentary job seeker resources at localjobnetwork.com. For Jacqueline Peterson, Tim Yuma, and Ashley Fitzgerald, I'm Lynn Molitor. Thanks for listening.